0: So I want to uh, thank all the sponsors, all the partners, supporters who believe in what we are doing in Haiti and support us with either big or a small amount of financial support, you know, to continue to do what we are doing. We just, uh, I just want to thank you big time and uh, you are very faithful in your support and I want you to know That uh, without God and without the support of you sponsors, partners, will not be able to uh, make it happen. I just want to thank also people that have invested beside the sponsorship in also in other projects. And uh, those that have been uh, very, 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 you know, you've been a tremendous blessing in helping me get that vehicle in Haiti that I have right now. And... uh, Uh, You know, there are people that goes, uh, you know, I did not expect that it will happen. But somehow, I want you to know that I'm very grateful to you and uh, to each one of you that's been a big part into making that happen. So, I'm going to pay the vehicle, finish paying it uh, in December. And uh, it's going to be a blessing. So... We continue to cover your prayers and also your support so that we can continue to make it happen for the glory of the Lord. It's been a great blessing for me for that. Uh, make it bigger. Thank you. Yeah, that's why we need uh, technical guys like you. Yeah, thank you, man. So I always want to be people to know the reason why I come. You know, I come here to uh, here. My goodness, uh, it's I- H-E-R-E. You know, to touch base with my friends. Uh, as my friends, I want you to know also what I'm doing. And also I want to show you the progress that has been going on in Haiti and present you uh, some new projects. And also I want to raise uh, some new friends, new sponsors, because we need new teachers and books for the students. So I always tell people, you know, I don't, I don't really come to do a funds raising. I come to do friends raising. Because when I have friends, it's very, it'll be very hard, you know, for you to be my friends and for me to be your friends and not to intervene in whatever you going in, in your, to do in your life. So that's why I want friends, you know, to, uh, uh, I want to raise some new friends. And uh, I want to offer the opportunity, you know, to receive a gift uh, uh, of coffee, vanilla, painting, as you give it donations uh, for the coffee and also a gift of $50. And I, you know, I'll be outside at uh, the table at the end of the service. And sometimes, you know, I said, my goodness, this is heavy when I'm carrying that from Haiti to come here. But I'm always looking for opportunities where I can link faith to something. And that's why, you know, I, you know, I bring coffee and I bring uh, some vanilla and i bring some paintings, and while you are cooking with those vanillas, you're praying for us. And while you are making ice cream, and you say, man, this is vanilla from Haiti, and that's good. And while you're drinking coffee, stronger than the the, the, the Pastor Berry's coffee, so that would be great also. And also, as you get a painting, you know, put it on your walls, you know, it's like you could continue to pray for us for our ministry. So... Uh, at the end of the service, I'll be at the table. Let's talk, and uh, I also bring some uh, pictures uh, of the first-year students. And uh, please, if you can sponsor a child, that would be a great blessing to us. As we're trying to, we have we have lost some teachers that went to Peru uh, or, or Chile, Brazil. But somehow, we'd like to get some new teachers, better teachers, and that will cost more money to do that. So. Uh, it will, it will be good. It will be good. So this is my family. For those that don't know, my family and uh, my three children. Uh, so uh, you don't need to continue to pray for me because I don't plan to have any more. So three is enough for me. So, and, uh, but keep praying uh, for us, for God's protection, but not to have many more babies, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> So this is a, the, uh, a conference that we just had. Uh, we had about uh, 500 uh, leaders that were there. Uh, February, f- May 1st and 2nd, we had the leaders from all over the place. They came to receive teachings uh, and so on. So this is what we've been doing just recently. And also we just uh, we drilled a last well, uh, water well, just recently uh, for the community. And uh, we've been doing that. So sometimes the Lord can put on your heart, uh, you know, to do something. Thank you so much, Pastor. You know how to do that very well. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Listen, whenever I come to church, I want to have fun. I don't know for you, but uh, that's, that's, you know, I don't need to come to church and just be mad. <laughs> Look spiritual. Yeah, don't do that. So so this is uh, the kindergarten school. We are in the process of uh, building a little fence. We have a little piece of land just by it. We will extend the playground for the kids. And I'm looking forward. Uh, this is not uh, the thing, but I put the picture. I see the vision, but uh, we are trusting the Lord so that, uh, you know, funds can come and uh, put a playground for the kids. It's going to be we're looking forward to be nice. I don't have any money yet for that, but we can pray. <laughs> Amen. So uh, this is—I uh, put this picture here for a reason. This young man, and this is the the, the kids that we started with, that was in 1996 uh, or 1997. We started that school, you know, in those small rooms, uh, 15 feet or by by uh, 15 feet about. And uh, so this young man, uh, there's something good about it. So I'll tell you later on what's going on. So this is the 700 children, primary, secondary, and uh, kindergarten. Uh, This is uh, the newer building that we have, an expansion. And um, we can clap. (laughs) We want things to be done with excellency. And that was the in- inauguration day of the building. That's my wife again. Uh, I was inaugurating her too. <laughs> so this is, another bi- uh, this is the front of the building. So this is the science lab uh, that we have. And this is the library in the new uh, building. And we have some kids uh, looking at uh, some pictures. And this is the computer class. Uh, and this is just recently I took this picture where I was teaching on the conference room in the new building. So this is the 13th grade class, and I will love them. I really love to see what God is doing in the lives of these people. I love them so much, and I want to see them prosper. And this is uh, the big things. Uh, we still have the feeding program, feeding uh, over 700, about 800 kids, five days a week, and um, so it's awesome. So I want to put this picture here because... Uh, as I showed you, this young man here, uh, so this is Gaudit, uh, Gaudit was one of them also that uh, among 25 students that they were getting from all over uh, Haiti and Gaudit was one of them that received a full scholarship to go study at the university. So that means we are in the village of Vigny but we're trying to do something because we love to do things with excellency. And also we have Spencer, Spencer is one uh, that I just showed you in the picture, he's in sixth year university right now, medical school. And he's, uh, he has been picked among 25 students that will go to Belgium, Europe, for, a, for an internship for two months. So, it needs about $2,500 to go. So, I'm trying to find 25 people that will say, hey, man, I want to do something. So, we only have two. So, I'd love to see something happen, you know, for this young man because he's from that small village of Vignes. And all of you have been part of that school. And it's not going to be going only on my account. But it's going on your account also because you've been part of making it happen. So thank you so much. And this is one big project that we have. So we plan to get uh, books to help those kids because one of the challenges that we have is books. And uh, so I pray that people will say, hey, we want to help, you know, with books uh, next year. So we're trying to help this year uh, with books, and we try to do that next year because one of the challenges that we have is that many kids don't have books cannot afford to get books because we want to do things with excellency. Pastor Barry talked about a generator, so we need a generator that will cost about uh, $11,000. We have $6,000 giving towards it, so we're trusting the Lord to uh, uh, find the other five so that we can get that generator. So we need uh, praying that God will give us more sponsors, more teachers, books for children, and then the generator be a blessing. So this is the latest project uh, the orphanage we're planning to bring about uh, 14 15 kids by September and uh, so this is uh, you can see the other school over there and uh, right here and then this is uh, the orphanage right now this is the third story and uh, we're trying to make progress. Kids like him will be going. We can wait for September to come so that they can uh, that orphanage building can be ready so that we can bring them in. This is the beautiful children, <laughs> make them nice, with nice smile, and this is what we're looking forward, you know, to bring more smile onto this one's face, and this one's face so that they can become like this one's, so it's very beautiful, so this is a septic tank we're building, and uh, so these are some of the needs that we'll need for the orphanage, and uh, Finish the septic tank big uh, by sink, uh, wash dishes, and so on, and also uh, water uh, filtration. And this is the end of the show. So, you know, when I come here, I share my vision. I said to people that people are not the source, God is the source. I can only share my vision with my friends. And if my friends say, hey, man, this is good, and you do not put something on your heart to do, so just do it. If God says, don't do anything, don't do anything. But you, my friends, I can share my vision to you, and God can use somebody as an avenue to help get the work done. Amen? So at the end of the service, stop and see me and get the paintings and a coffee, and coffee makes people stronger. In the, in the flesh. <laughs> Amen. Are you ready for the word? All right, people. Somebody's ready for the word. Amen. And also, I got some uh, uh, pamphlets outside. If you want to read about what's going on in Haiti, you're welcome to do that. And that will be perfect so that you can know a little bit more about what's going on uh, for the minute of the ministry last time I came here, I did not wear glasses I'm getting, getting older (laughs) amen I have a word that I want to share with you and uh, it's a simple word but this is what god has put on my heart to share with you the power to ignore the power to ignore Or do do not let Jesus ignore you. Say with me, Lord, bless Brother Bennett. Help him to do a good job. In Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God is so precious. I don't depend on my eloquence. And sometimes I feel like preaching, sometimes I feel not. And I want you to know right here whoever who might feel that they are weak, your strength does not come from your weakness or from your strength, it comes from Him. Sometimes you can be weak. And while in your weakness, God shows you his strength so that he can blow your mind. So that what he's done, you will not think that it's you, but him. Amen? I just pray that the Holy Spirit will touch me and help me do a good job today. The power to ignore. I remember one time I was in Haiti and I saw a man throw a big pile of trash on the ground and my heart was broken to see what had happened because I want to see a change taking place for my country. Since it is hard for me not to say anything most of the times, I will approach your people and many times I will be ignored especially if the people I approach are not educated. Many times I share my vision with someone and I'm so excited about it. And I'll be ignored by that person, especially if he's not a visionary. For me as well, I will end up ignoring people because they are not at the level of my understanding. And I begin to understand that you can use You can use it as a power to move forward, to have victory in your life, to live a life where you have power because your mind has been transformed. You can use it also to go backward. Jesus did it, and I hope I can help you do it as well. I'm going to show you where Jesus ignored people. To ignore, I look for the word ignore. It means to refuse, to acknowledge, to deliberately pay no attention to or to give little or no attention to. To be ignorant of of, or not acquainted with. Or it means... To throw out or reject as false or ungrounded. To refuse to take notice of, to shut the eyes to, not to recognize or set aside. When you make up your mind that you're going to live a victorious life, a life where you are filled Where you a life filled with power and purpose? There are certain things in life you can ignore. And there are some you cannot ignore. You have that power to ignore or not to ignore. The first one we cannot ignore in this life is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We cannot ignore him. C.S. Lewis said, we may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is grounded with him. He walks everywhere incognito. That's C.S. Lewis. He continues to say, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because I by it, I see everything else. We cannot ignore God. Everything begins in God and is to return to God. Understanding this undergirds any theological system, any system of ethics, any evangelistic strategy, or any evaluation of culture. God created, God sustains, God redeems, and God will consummate history as we know it. We cannot ignore God. My life stories must conform to God's story. My life finds meaning in him. We need to find how to make God's agenda fit into ours and not his fit into ours. Christ is the grand story of the universe. This is the story we must learn. Live in and seek to tell Others often and well, we cannot ignore him. We can get rid of this culture's mantra that I am the master of my faith. I am the captain of my soul. Or you can say of Jesus, he must increase, but I must decrease. The more you make of God in your life, the more he can make of you. And I cannot ignore him. I cannot afford him also ignoring me. I cannot afford that. The second thing we cannot ignore. It is, it is his word. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and active. It's like a medicine. You may not see the results today, right as you're reading it. But there is results. As we continue to read the word, it says that the word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. I begin to understand that your soul. Yesterday we were talking about, uh, you know, be you transformed by the renewing of the mind. The word transform means to form beyond. It comes from two words, which means formare, Latin word, which means to form. And trans means beyond. The word of God will divine the souls and the spirit. Sometimes your soul say, you know, uh, I can move by what I see. I move by what I hear. But the spirit, the word of God said, no, don't do that. Move by what I said in the word. So that's why the word is going to divide what your soul sees and what your spirit says. Only the word can do that. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. It says that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful. I've done a series on that verse. I look at for the word useful. It means indispensable. It means necessary. The word of God is necessary. It's indispensable. To teach us what is true. The world does not know what is true. And it says what is, to teach us what is true and what is right in all that we do. And in the French book it says, in the French Bible it says, in order to become an accomplished man and woman for good works. I begin to understand that we cannot be an accomplished person without the word of God. Listen to me. How can you have a doctor who is a scientific guy? He has all kinds of knowledge. And just recently, I've seen that on TV where that doctor killed his wife. He has all kinds of knowledge. He has PhD. is a philosopher, blah, 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 and so on. If you want to be an accomplished person, I need that word. How can you have somebody who is in the government, especially in Haiti? They have masters. They have PhDs. They have all kinds of knowledge. And when you see them, you got big suit, you know, and they've been in big cars driving as somebody. But here again, that man is able to turn zero into six or zero into nine and be the greatest corrupter that there is, stealing the people's money. And that does not make any, any sense, anything that is right. I cannot do it without the word. The word is my mirror that will tell me, son, you are wrong. You're not supposed to steal the people's money. You're not supposed, when they ask you to do this, buy that chair, buy that chair. Make the roads, construct the roads, construct the hospital. Don't steal the people's money. And the thing that is right. I need the word of God to tell me. This is not right. This is not good. And that's why the word of God. If I'm going to be an accomplished man. And woman for good works. I need the word to help me. I cannot ignore the word. I cannot ignore it. When. This lady by Madeleine Murray O'Hare, when when she said there will be no prayer in the school, she made a campaign and said there will be no prayer. There will be no Bible reading in the school. And the people said yes to that. And no wonder today we have the Word of God saying, don't kill. But today, what's happening today in all the schools where they say, don't pray and don't read the Word? So many killings are taking place. We live in a crazy, crazy, crazy world. And we need the word of God to help us. We cannot ignore faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. The woman with the issue of blood. And Jesus said, woman, thou faith. Your faith has made you whole. We cannot ignore faith. We cannot ignore the orphans. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27, verse 29. Blessed are those who take care of the orphans. We cannot ignore the poor. Proverbs 21, verse 13. We cannot ignore loyalty. Proverbs 3, verse 3. We cannot ignore wisdom. Proverbs 1, verse 25. Proverbs 10, verse 17 says, those who ignore correction will go astray. We cannot ignore them. Let me give you a few things. Or some people that you can ignore. The people and the things that you are welcome to ignore. A negative mind will never give you a positive life. A negative mind will never give you a positive life. If you want to have a positive life... You've got to get rid of the negative mind. You cannot expect a positive life and surround yourself with negative people. You've got to ignore the people that are in your life that are very negative. If not, you will not live a positive life. So I'm telling you that you have the power to ignore. Those that are negative and wants to be in your life. I know you say that he's your body. You cannot ignore him. But let me tell you something. Somebody can be part of your past but they don't have to be part of your destiny. Be part of my past. Yes, you are my body. I grew up with you, but I understand that if I stay with you, I will not fulfill my destiny. Never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level. And then beat you with their experience. The best way to deal with them is to ignore them. Proverbs 9, verse 7. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get insult, and insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you, but correct the wise, and they will love you. There are some people that you got to ignore. Stupid people told Jesus that he was the son of Mary and Joseph from Nazareth. And he cast out demons with Beelzebub but Jesus ignored them. They underestimate Jesus, they underestimate Jesus, but he was a man on a mission. I am from Haiti, but I have heaven's potential inside of me. I'm a man on a mission. Don't judge me by the color of my skin. Don't judge me by where I'm from to underestimate me. If you do, I have the power to ignore you. When they underestimate your gift, your talents, your potential, your value, ignore. The worst thing is when you ignore yourself. But you can ignore people when they're trying to underestimate your value, your potential. But if you ignore yourself, if you don't know what you have inside of you, That's where the problem comes. Tragedy. Don't do that. When stupid people say that you are nobody, put on the power to ignore them. When they say that you will never make it, put on the power to ignore them because you know somehow you will make it. When they say that you will die in poverty and misery, ignore Because you know that he provides and gold and silver belong to him. When they say that your kids won't succeed, ignore. When they neglect your vision, ignore. Jesus, Joseph had to ignore his brothers for he had a dream. I am Joseph. Because of my dream, I will start my journey as a slave. Joseph had to ignore many things that come in his life in order to fulfill his dream. The time is just before the wilderness wandering. The place in Kadesh. And Moses has just sent out 12 spies in order to plot out the best way to take the land God has promised his people. 10 of the 12 return with doomsday. Predictions about their chances. Apparently, they had forgotten that their objective was to report on the status of the enemy, not to give their opinion of whether they should do what God had already commanded. So, so many of us, thank you, my friend, I'm not going to ignore you. So many of us is waiting for someone's opinion. To do what God has told you to do. Sometimes God just asks you to see the facts. But I don't want your opinion. If you're going to let people give them, gives you their own opinion, their fleshly opinion, you are in big trouble. Ten of them came back with their own opinion. But Joshua and Caleb, the two remaining spies, are ready to obey. Unfortunately, the people of Israel side with the pessimist. And God's people spend the next four decades wandering and dying in the wilderness. Let me tell you something. I've heard Miles Monroe say that a lion does not occupy itself with the opinion of a lamp. I thought that as a Christian we should have uh, the mindset of a lion not bordering with the lamb's opinion. Joshua and Caleb had the lion's mentality and the ten other spies had the lamb mentality. The lion is the king of the jungle, but the elephant is bigger and weight more. In his mind, the lion does not know if the elephant is bigger. I've heard people say that the bee is not supposed to fly because of the proportional ratio between its body weight and its wings. But he doesn't know that. The elephant is bigger than the lion, but the lion does not know that. What he has in his mind is that he is the king of the jungle. I pray every day that God will help me, helps me in Haiti live with a lion mentality. Everything that you've seen us doing in Haiti, it's not in our power. I know from, from where I come from, I cannot do it. But because of the, of the assignment and the mission that God has given me, I said I can do it. I'm going to make it. I live with a lion mentality. Oh, there is no resources in Haiti. I don't know that. I'm just standing on the promise that God has given me. I said, remember when he told me, go back to my country. I stand on that. I don't know if there's a big lion in Haiti. I don't know. I don't know that. I just know that I have that lion's mentality. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. When the lion sees the elephant, it sees that lunch. This is lunch. And I can ignore if it is bigger. Today, may the Goliath know that you are David. May the Pharaoh know that you are Moses. May the barrenness know that you are Sarah. May Poverty know that you are Solomon. May the cisterns in the prisons know that you are Joseph. May the lions know that you are Daniel. May the fire in the furnace know that you are Satrach, Meshach, and Abednego. May those who despise you know that you are Gideon. May death know that you are here with Christ Jesus. Whenever you receive the green light from God for a mission, you get to know that you are in him. And even people might be talking negatively, but you have to use that power to ignore them. While I was putting this message together, The Lord gave me three occasions where Jesus ignored people and where he did not ignore people. And I title the different levels as the different levels of foulness. I don't know if it is a word that Anyway, I'm creating it. Let me go very quick on them. The first level of foulness is explained in this story. Jesus was on his way to heal the daughter of Jairus and faith interrupted him. He was going to healed somebody and while on his way to heal somebody, somebody else stabbed him. How would you feel if somebody get blessed before you do? Would you be mad or would you rejoice with that person? That happened with Jesus. God interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. 5,000 or more pressing and many other probably wanting to touch him. But they did not. Jesus did not heal everybody that was there. But this one will be healed. I feel the spirit of God is saying to you today, do not go far. Just stick to me. I'm still on my way to you. Jerry, I'm still with you. Just stick with me. You might think that, oh God, I need you right now. I thought that you were going to my home. But you stop. by that woman. But Jesus is telling you, don't go too far. Maybe you're waiting to be, to give up. Jesus is saying, I'm not going to ignore you. Just stick with me. While I'm taking care of him, while I'm taking care of him right now, just stick right here. Just wait. I'm not ignoring you. I'm going with you. I'm not ignoring you. The second level of fairness I'm almost, I'm almost done. Is that this is the story of Judas? Judas missed his opportunity. The fact that you are around people or Jesus does not mean you will get yourself saved or get your problem solved. Jesus was among 12 men who walk, it with Jesus and yet get ignored by him. How can Judas walk with the master, talk with the master, and still perish? Lord, help us. I don't want to be in the church and still perish. How can we be in the church and go and hang ourselves? I'm so close, but yet so far away. Lord, help us not to only come to church, and for our heart is so far away. Lord, help us to be in the church, and for our prayer life not to be so far away. Help us, Lord, not to be in church, and that our worship, our praise life is so far away. Just help us. Judas kissed Jesus. He was a traitor. Don't pray for me if you don't love me. We are here together. How can you do that to me? How can you eat with me and then give me a kiss that will deliver me into the hands of the enemy? Don't pray for me if you're talking behind my back. You are eating with me and yet you are talking behind my back. I thought we were supposed to be in this together. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care for you. I'm going to have concern over you. I'm healed from you for you. We are the body of Christ. I'm not going to pretend that I'm close to you, but yet I'm so far away. Let me finish with the third level of farness. This is the story of Jesus. Nail on the cross. Among two thieves. Criminals. Suffering together. We are all suffering. He got nails in his hands and feet. He is tied up on the cross like us. We could be on crosses, but Jesus was on a different cross. We are shedding blood, but a different blood. He is shedding blood like, blood like, like us, but his blood is not a familiar blood. His nails are not familiar nails. His cross is different. We are suffering, but we are not suffering for the same purpose. He has a different anointing than you do. You take it for granted, the fact that I might, that I'm right here with you. It becomes so familiar, the presence of God. It becomes so familiar, the worship. It becomes so familiar, the preaching of the word. It becomes so familiar, you know, with the pastor, the brother, and we don't see the value in any of them anymore. Familiarity will kill you and not get the blessing that comes with the presence. You can miss your blessing to serve your leaders or serve the anointing in the leaders when you become too familiar with them. The criminal on the left said in a very ironic and arrogant way, if you are really God, save yourself and save us too. Jesus could have said something, but it chose to ignore the man, even in his suffering. Jesus deliberately paid no attention. How can you get somebody about two, three feet from Jesus for Jesus to ignore you? And Jesus did. That man was suffering on that cross, but Jesus ignored him. I don't want to be ignored by Jesus. I don't want that. Let's continue because I want to finish this. The man on the the left, the criminal on the right, I mean, was also suffering, but also talked but a different talk. The fact that you are going through a time of difficulties does not mean you have to talk badly. Talk the talk that will get the attention of Jesus. You don't have to talk the bad talk, whatever that you're going through. Talk the right talk so that Jesus can hear you. Why Jesus ignored the men on the left and then he listened to the guys on the right. Jesus could not throw his declaration out, could not reject it. His claim was grounded. Jesus could not shut his eyes. But Jesus said what you just said cannot be set aside. Even though Jesus was suffering, Jesus said that what you just said, man, I cannot ignore it. I've got to pay attention. There is something that when you say it to the Lord, there is some talk when you make it to the Lord, he cannot ignore it. He's got to pay attention. The man on the left became too familiar with Jesus, and he was about two feet away from the Savior of the world and miss him. I can be two feet away from Jesus and still be ignored by him. Young people, this morning I want to tell you, take advantage of the one close to you. Pick up their brand. Don't be prideful. Jesus ignored the criminal on the left and saved the criminal on the right. Let me finish with this little story. A lady was working in a company where they sell meat. One day when she had finished her work schedule, she went to the how do you call the the room where they put uh, it's cool and they keep meat there. The freezer, but a big freezer. Walk-in freezer. Yeah. We need smart people like him, huh? A walking freezer. When she had finished her work schedule, she went to the walking freezer to inspect something. And by mistake, the door was closed and could not open. She did everything she could to open the door. Nobody could hear what was happening inside. And everybody had already left. Finally, after a few hours, when she was on the edge of dying inside, and the security guard went inside to open the door by curiosity, and the woman's life was saved. When they asked the security guard, why did you come to open the door? He said, for 35 years. I have been working in this company, and hundreds of people always pass me by, just like I was invisible, ignoring me, but you always say, good morning, and when you leave, and when you leave always, tell me goodbye, and see you tomorrow. But this morning, I hear the good morning and not the goodbye. And it was unusual. So I thought something happened and that is why I went inside. What are the things you will want to ignore? And what are the things you will not want to ignore? What are the people that you will want to ignore? And what are the people that you will not want to ignore. I just pray this morning that this word by the Holy Spirit give you an insight that will help you to grow in the Lord so that you can continue to be a blessing to his kingdom and to humanity. Amen? Father, bless your people. I leave a blessing on this place. I pray that you will seal this word into the life of your people, and that they will continue to be a blessing. Using that power to ignore, they will know where to use it so that they can be a blessing to themselves, to your kingdom, and to humanity. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you.
1: Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's just, before, before uh, we leave, can we just um, add your faith to our faith and we can just uh, pray for Bennett? What I heard in my spirit was, ignore the noise and the distraction to take your harvest. That we have an assignment. He couldn't come off, he couldn't come off the cross and, and, and fulfill the wishes of the criminal on the left because he had to fulfill his assignment. Don't let anybody take you out of your assignment. Ignore the distractions and take your harvest. Ignore the distractions and take your territory. In Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you for a man of God. A man, Lord God, that is fighting the distractions, Lord God, and taking a nation. We thank you for Bennett, Lord God, and we thank you. We sow into his life. We sow our influence into his life. We sow, Lord God, our favor into his life. We sow, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for everything that he's about to do, Lord God, because you predestined him, Lord God, to become an answer in Haiti. And I thank you for the grace to fight the distractions, and take a nation in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, and we call it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just give God a, one more hand thank this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Apostle. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, we have all kinds of fellowship groups and and all kinds of things going on, so get in contact with the office. And we look forward, Pastor Kevin and Sherry will be back next week, and we'll be rejoicing together. Did you have something? Uh, In the back, there's two uh, tables in the foyer, one uh, for the local family uh, pregnancy and care center, and then Bennett's table is in the back as well. So on your way out, please check out both tables. And if you haven't had a chance to give to those organizations, you still can. And uh, turn your money in at the information center or these mailboxes at the back of the foyer. God bless you. Have a great week.